You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM. That was Power Over Me by Lexicon. Lexicon is a Jamaican-born, Toronto-bred musician. And fun fact for you folks, I have him in studio right now with me. Lexicon is joining us for this hour, and we are going to be chatting about his upcoming album being released this Friday, November 19th, Tropicon Islands. So welcome, Lexicon, to CFRC. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Alex. (laughs) Yes, of course. So before we just kind of jump right into it, do you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? I'm sure. Uh, Well, I'm an artist. I make music and more like Afro dancehall fusion stuff in between that. Um, I think I did my first project in 2017, and I've just been releasing music since then. I've just been performing, um, creating new projects, doing collaborations, trying to just build connections in the city, and yeah, no. That's awesome. Um, So I was reading a little bit about you, and I learned that you got a degree in criminology. Um, And so I wanted to ask, how did you kind of get into creating music after getting a degree in that? What kind of kind of just did that? No, yeah, it kind of happened at the same time, really. While I was uh, studying, I just got more involved in uh, extracurricular stuff. And there are other like musicians on campus and just connecting with them and then realizing that like I wanted to make music too. And then like just starting that process is really just through meeting other students who are also artists who are also studying other random stuff, but like also like making music and just talking to them, seeing what their process was like. Um, that's just really how it started. Yeah, for sure. And what kind of helped you find your sound um, in terms of like the type of music that you create? Because um, it's like, you know, dance hall, hip hop, Afro pop music. What kind of helped you find that um, realm to? get into um well I mean like I I songwrite as well so I like I started more writing in everything and like writing R&B and hip-hop and like all the different sounds that I listened to but then I think artist wise I think I just connected more with the like the Caribbean or the Afro sounds myself um it just felt more uh, if it just felt more like me what I was doing because I mean that's I also it's what I listen to the most as well so it's like okay if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do it and do it my way I'd have to do it like basically create what I would want to hear so that that's kind of how I got to that okay cool and at what point in your career did you kind of start recording music um, and performing and where have you kind of gone from that point until now so right yeah I started writing and recording like 2016 I don't think I put anything out till the year after and I started performing like that year in 2017 just doing open mics in the city going to like rise dead poet um just just getting practice just being in front of an audience and in front of people and just you know slowly building up the confidence is pretty much what I did Okay, cool. Um, and so you have an up, uh, you have an album upcoming um, that is being released uh, on November nineteenth, yep. called Tropicon Island. So can you tell us uh, what this album is about and what's the story that it kind of aims to tell? I was reading a little bit about your songs and stuff, and it seems like it's definitely like an album with a story and it kind of like tells this journey, so to speak. So do you mind just- No, right. Yeah, it's uh, like in my mind, um, it's you. It's a story 
uh, about two people connecting in love and then they like go on this adventure to this private island away from like everyone that they know like away from their distractions and all of that stuff then they like get to the island they're there together they like, kind of like explore the place like check things out then they kind of realize you know how much they care about each other how much they have fun together and then they also realize like some of the issues they have that it's like maybe we're not the best together maybe we shouldn't be together but then they kind of keep coming back together anyway because it's really hard for them to resist coming back together and they realize that they do have a lot of fun again and they get they have then it gets really sexy and then they get like a lot of time at the hotel and like they enjoy like this whole it's kind of like a whole week-long getaway of like finding themselves and finding how they navigate themselves towards each other mm -hmm. and then at the end being like i think we're still going to do this Okay. kind of like the idea of it like in the beginning like you'll hear the plane like it's in my mind it's like okay this is like the great you're going on the trip and then like in between you have like a lot of the intros and outros I think I kind of used to be like to kind of mentally put you in like the location of where they're at like sometimes when they're in like maybe the rainforest or they're around a couple animals or like okay cool when they're like traveling where there's like more they're around partying around other people like I kind of like kind of use that to be like the transitions in my mind I don't know if anybody even will understand it yet, but in my head <laughs> that's really really what it was yeah okay cool it sounds like that's definitely like you know kind of a story well not exactly but you know we kind of hear stories similar in some ways like with a lot of people like kind of in our generation or something like that um you know uh so I think that's a really cool and just like a very relevant um way of like approaching your album I think mm -hmm. and uh hopefully a lot of people can relate to it connect with it in some aspect yeah that's awesome no, that's what I hope to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so what are some songs from the album that you'd really like to highlight um some things that really struck a chord with you when you were either writing the song or mixing it or um performing it like in the studio um I guess uh, the first one that comes to mind would be probably Bubble Everywhere because I rewrote it like seven times okay. um, and I did the first demo in like 2019. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, because this whole project was kind of like a two-year process in terms of like start from idea to like actually finished, final and done. Um, so I think Bubble Everywhere, I think I rewrote the most, um, but it was also, I think, my favorite because now even though it's gone through all those different versions, like I still don't hate it. <laughs> and like, I still like it. So like, and I like, when I was done with the demo, I was like, okay, I think I, I think like this is, I think I love this one. And then it was just like small tweaks here and there to try and make it better. Um, but yeah, that one for sure. Uh, I mean, Back to You was also the one that took the second longest to make because I had the chorus and I really liked it. I had all the layers and the sounds. I was like, okay, this is a great chorus. And then I'm like, okay, where do we go from here? So I was like, I don't even know what to add for the verse. And I mean, yeah, that also went through like five different versions. Um, had like my friend do some background books on that too, to like give me ideas. And then like Desire came and did his part. And like, after he did his part, then I was like, okay, now I know how to finish the song. Um, and now I know how to actually arrange it. Uh, so I think those two are the ones that actually come to mind right now. Okay, awesome. And uh, is this your first studio album, like full-length album that you've recorded? 
Uh, this would be my third full-length album. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Um, and so like with the COVID-19 and stuff, I know that you've probably been asked like a ton of times about it, but how did COVID kind of like impact your time as an artist and like, you know, being able to perform, record, all that stuff? Um, and how did you kind of, um, I guess, just deal with the pandemic as a musician? Um, I would say like it didn't really stop recording because I usually just record with just me and the engineer and it's just two people <laughs> in the room. Um, so it's like it's, I don't usually like record with a crowd of people. So it was like we're able to distance and all that stuff. So I wasn't really worried about recording. Um, but performance wise, yeah, everything pretty much got canceled. Um, there's just no performances, no hope of performing. Um, it was yeah, it was a terrible, 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 terrible time super depressing didn't even want to make music anymore yeah. but then eventually I changed my mind and I was like hey I guess I still want to make music even though we can't go anywhere and do anything uh if anyone's going to hear it at all um uh, but I mean yeah I guess things are slowly getting better now um yeah no I don't know what else to say I was, like, I was, I was annoyed with the pandemic but I mean it is what it is I'm sure everybody was annoyed with it <laughs> yeah definitely for multiple many reasons it affected people for sure um but at least like things are kind of easing up now um like in the GTA in Ontario and stuff like with vaccines yeah for sure things going up and whatnot um do you have any like performances like that you're planning that you're working on right now or um I may do I mean yeah I may do something in March or April for the album, I just do a concert. Um, awesome. it, depending on again venues and how things work out, and if I can get everything logistically ready. But yeah, that's the only thing I'm planning right now. Um, I did do a couple virtual performances a couple weeks ago, so eventually I don't know when those are going to come out. So eventually, those will come out. But no, I think that's that's those are the only like performances that I'm currently working on. Okay, awesome. Um, and so the album is also paired with a novel of the same name. Can you tell us um, more about the novel? Right. So yeah, the novel follows follows the main character, Donis. He is this young guy that just graduated, passionate about the music industry. He like at summer like created like some apps and some stuff with his friend, and then like he used that as an experience. Um, and then he interned at this like entertainment company. He was having a good time there. He was like hoping to get hired. And then he did. And then he just kind of like was meeting artists. He was like, like doing basically working for the label and like getting all that kind of experience. Um, and then he just kind of finds out that like they're intentionally like causing malicious things to happen to their artists in order to like make additional money off them. Oh. And then they kind of find out that he finds out and then there's just that whole tension of them trying to stop him and him trying to stop them. Um, and then you just have to see what happens. All right. <laughs> a lot of drama along the way. A lot of, it's uh, definitely not a boring read. I'll say that. Okay. And uh, you wrote this novel. Yeah. Was this your first novel that you've written? Um, no. This is like the first one that I'm actually putting out. Like I wrote uh, like one when I was in high school. I wrote like some short stories after that. I just never... Like no one's ever gonna read it other than my parents and like friends. But <laughs> the this one is one everyone's like, I'm like, okay, I can actually people can actually see this one. Mm -hmm. And what was it like writing a novel that you know is is being published and being put out? What's kind of uh what was that feeling like? Um, I mean, it's really just because again, with everything was done and there's no performances, so it's like, what else am I gonna do? And I was like, Yeah, I guess this is a good time to 
work on a book that I can actually put out. So I just really used the time where I wasn't being creative, like art musically, mm-hmm. to like actually just put this story together and like work on work on this. So yeah, no, that was just a process for that. Okay. Um, and what's kind of like the, not to sound like a teacher, but what are the similarities and differences that you kind of feel when you're writing um, music versus a book? Um, well, because when I'm writing music, it's more about how I feel or the sound or what I want to hear. When, when it's the book, it's more what do I want to see? Because like I like watching lots of Netflix, lots of TV shows. So like I like to write it as if it's a TV show. Right. OK. Mind. So like each chapter to me is like episode. Um, so it's like there's always like an ending where you have to like read the next chapter because you have to see the next episode. So I really see it in my head as a show. And when I'm like, that's how I visualize it when I'm reading it. So it's like, I'll make sure, like, you have to make sure at least certain things are happening in every chapter, keep it interesting. As if like, I was watching a show, like, you know, things would be happening that you still yeah, want yeah. So in my mind, that's kind of how it's like laid out to me when I was writing that, yeah. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So we're gonna take a little bit of a break. We are going to listen to one of these singles from the album actually that was released a little while ago to the public. This is called Bubble Everywhere. This is by Lexicon himself. And then we'll be back with some more questions. Hope you folks enjoy. We're back and you're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM. Today in studio, we have Lexicon, who we've been chatting with. Lexicon is a Jamaican-born Toronto-bred artist, and we are chatting about his new album that is being released on Friday, November 19th, Tropicon Islands. We just listened to Bubble Everywhere, one of the singles from the album itself. So jumping back into some questions, Lex, um... Why did you want to, um, you know, have a book be released with your album? You have a book by the same name being released on November 26th. What was kind of the purpose of having the two come out within the same time frame of each other? Um, Yeah. Uh, To me, like the album is just kind of like a soundtrack for the book. If the book was adapted into a TV show. (laughs) Okay. That's a cool way to, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I see it in my head. Like, again, each chapter would like have different scenes or you hear the song like come in and it would like make sense for that scene like I to me it's like the soundtrack for the book because again it also takes place on an island as well um yeah so it's a fictitious island but yeah it takes place on an island so like I feel all the music kind of like would fit into that like sync into that movie into that tv show um that's how they fit together and I want to do it because um i just it was just on my list of like things I wanted to do that's awesome yeah <laughs> so, and again I had more time than I usually have <laughs> so I was like okay I guess I have time to check this one off my list mm-hmm. for sure um no that's really cool would you recommend people uh you know reading the book with each song of the album so like they kind of trigger like you know bring something out of someone when reading or um, I don't know. I think if they want to, sure. I think they should do both separately. <laughs> I would just listen to the album and then read the book. Okay. Um, or read the book and then listen to the album. But I don't, I, yeah, because I mean, I'm first, I have to focus. I can't listen to and read or read and like, I, I can be able to, uh, maybe some people can do that, but I can't do that. I can do <laughs> one thing at a time, so. Um, cool. So uh, 
I know that you were talking a little bit about like uh, what kind of got you into creating like dance hall, hip hop, Afro pop music. Um, but can you talk a little bit specifically about some artists that have inspired you in your music? Um, and do you kind of attempt to like connect um, with any artist or anything um, when writing or performing music? Um, right. So I mean, I'm pretty much inspired by Sean Paul and Steph London and Rihanna. And then there's also a couple other dance artists like Shensia, Spice, Conscience, RDX, Mr. Vegas, Vibes Cartel, um, Beanie Man. So there's like a lot of artists that take different influences for depending on the type type of sound that I want to go for for that song. Um, and hopefully in the future, I can actually clap with those artists. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but yeah, no, those are like the main influences. And then I just kind of put my own spin on it. Okay. That's awesome. And, uh, do you sometimes find it hard to, um, come up with new music, new content, and how do you kind of, uh, you know, brush those problems away or, uh, or also what's your creative process like? Sorry, there were kind of like three questions in that one, but. Um, I mean, sometimes yes, uh, but usually if I'm having any issues creating, I just don't, I just don't create. I'm like, <laughs> like if I'm not in the mood to do it, then to me, that just means it's not supposed to be done right now. And then I'll just wait till I'm in the mood to do it. And that's, that's when I do it. Yeah, that's and like then Like, yeah, cause I'm like, there's no one making me do anything. So like, I just do it when I'm in the right, headspace and the right uh moment to do it um and that's worked for me so far so like that's really what I do if I'm working on a project I'll just come up with kind of like example songs of the direction that the project's going in I'll talk to the producer he'll create some stuff he'll send them over to me and then when I'm in the mood I'll actually write and like <laughs> create what I need to it piece by piece and then after I have a demo then I'll go back and I'll see if I want to tweak anything and then if I tweak that then I finalize it then it's finalized then I'll actually go record it then I'll like mix it then I'll get it all actually done and that's just one song and then it's just all of that to like for multiple songs okay cool um that's good that you kind of have that like autonomy um when it comes to your music and you're not kind of like just there to like meet deadlines and like force yourself to like create yeah, like, yeah. it's good that it's on your own terms yeah that's yeah. awesome like even now I'm not making anything because I don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it is like that some days yeah um so I was also reading a little bit about how you have experience working with um, the Black and queer music communities in different cities, specifically in Toronto. So um, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about your experience. What have you kind of like done with those communities? Um, and why is it really important to amplify um, those voices in Black and queer music communities? Um, so yeah, really, that's just done through uh, Afrowave TO, which I kind of started in 2019, which is just like a performance. It was, it was at least it started as a monthly um, like showcase where like people could come out, artists could perform, they could like meet each other, they could network, they could like showcase their talent. If they're in like Afrobeat, dancehall, reggae, like anyone in that kind of sound uh, was just like a place for them to come together and meet each other because a lot of places in the city that go to perform, it's either R&B and hip hop and there's not a lot of any of those other sounds there. So it's like, okay, I'm just gonna do it myself. We're just gonna have like showcase talk to some friends, find venues, do some performances. Um, because a lot of people like thought I was the only one that does anything like Afro and dancehall, but like I know a lot of people that they just don't know. Um, so it was a good way to just 
reach people that I know to like reach each other to know that they can visit each other and then also that I can tell other people where they can go to find other people that do it so that it's not like so they can see that there's a whole community and it's not just one person it's not just two people like there's a whole different community of people um and it's just important to me because like I just I feel like it's just underrepresented in Canada and even urban music, I mean, black music alone, alone is like not even as supported as much as Canada. Mm -hmm. um, and then even underneath the black music, like it's mostly R&B and hip hop. So then underneath that would be all the other Afro-Caribbean sounds that are, are not as popularized or supported or given funds to. So it's just more working on that. And also just because I think um, having inclusion is important and because those creating black music as well, whether, they're queer and black or just black like it just like why not like to me it just I always want to make sure it was intentional to create a space where everyone felt comfortable to just come and perform or just be in the crowd or enjoy themselves and just be themselves um because that's what I wanted <laughs> and that's just what I demand and I think everyone should um yeah that's really what it is okay awesome and how can people um you know support artists in the black and or queer community um what can people do to um, just help out and uh, I guess give more exposure um, to them and bring up their music. Right. So, I mean, it'll be up to people like you, like yourself, <laughs> that are in like uh, doing interviews or people that work at radio or people that work at labels. They have, to, I think it's just being intentional, like making the actual intention today we're going to recruit more black artists or we're going to invest in more queer artists or we're going like it's not just something that's just going to happen mm -hmm. it has to be something or even like more female artists like it's not something that's just going to happen like it's just like when you need people like as representation on like in the company itself where everybody's not just white like it's not something that's just going to happen if you don't intentionally make it something that yeah. needs to change so it's really just having people in the music industry in Canada be more intentional and being wanting to be more inclusive and actually putting action behind it and actually saying yes we're going to have these artists we're going to have these people in our staff we're going to have these people make up our organization because it's important to us and it matters and it helps us be better um, but as an individual, as regular Torontonians, they can just go support artists at their shows, you know, follow them, keep up with their music, tell your friend, like, that's what you can do outside of the, the industry folks, yeah. Okay, awesome. Um, and I know that you also um, completed the RBC's Launchpad Music Entrepreneurship Program. And I was wondering if you could uh, speak with us a little bit about that. And maybe uh, that could be a program for someone who's listening who may be interested and that can help them get their career started. Can you talk about your experience in that program? Oh, right. Um, yeah, it was it was a good program just to kind of go through different aspects of the industry. Like, Publishing and royalties and rights and management and uh, label connections and performance and like it's touring and like it just went through all the like kind of like educational side of the business side of music mm -hmm. um, so just to get that kind of knowledge just to kind of if you I mean, a lot of artists kind of don't have that knowledge so it was good that they provided that program so you could just like understand the basics. Um, I'd say for, what was the second question. <laughs> Um, I was just saying like, uh, oh, I totally lost my train of thought. Or I was just kind of saying like how um, maybe for someone who would be interested in applying for that or if it, you know, is very beneficial, like um, just if, if you were just talking. No, about yeah. I mean, if you if you don't have a lot of the actual working knowledge of how things work like business wise on the side of industry, I think it'd be great to go. It'll give you all the basics and the foundations. 
because um, I think a lot of artists are just good at making music and they don't really understand all the other things that come behind it. Um, so yeah, definitely good for intro if you if you don't have that kind of knowledge and it was free too. like they're just have people come in speak to you professionals in the industry to kind of give you an insight of what's happening. So yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and one kind of last question, I guess, um, looking back on your music career and just everything that you've kind of accomplished um, since, you know, branching out and starting this journey, um, is there any piece of advice that you would give to your younger self or your not previous self, but the self who started off um, at the very beginning of your career? Um, I don't know what I would say. Uh... Other than don't listen to anybody else. <laughs> Stop listening to other people and letting them influence your decisions. And you know what's best and you always will. And listen to what you want to do and ignore everybody else because they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> All right. Noted. Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of people can take that regardless of their career path. So, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah. Is there uh, anything else that you'd like to add before we end off? um no you know check out the album it's great stream it read the book it'll come out the week after the album hope you enjoy it leave a review yeah enjoy it awesome. and how can people uh keep up with you and your music your performances all that jazz they can uh go to my website uh official lexicon or no it's lexicon official at dot com uh, or they can follow me on instagram or twitter or spotify or any of the places i'm on all of them okay amazing well thank you so much for joining me today in the virtual studio um and for chatting with me about your music your experience as an artist and your upcoming album and novel no, thank you for having me, Alex, and I hope you enjoy the music too. Well, thank you so much, Lex, for coming into the studio today to have an amazing conversation about Tropicon Islands. Folks, for the rest of the hour, we are going to listen to some awesome music from Lexicon. We have I Don't Deserve You coming up right now. Then we have Didondon. Then we have Fever After Dark, Waistline, Undercover. Then after that, we have Back to You featuring Desire one last time, and then we're ending it off with You Know me anyway thank you so much again lex for joining us in the studio have a lovely day have a lovely day everyone who's tuned in you're listening to cfrc 101.9 fm thank you for listening to in the booth produced with the generous support of the faculty of engineering and applied sciences at cfrc 101.9 fm at queen's university in kingston ontario on the traditional lands of the anishinaabe and haudenosaunee peoples